Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coffee Connections. I'm your host, Seth Weiner, also known as your Rockshineer. Uh Welcome back. I'm excited to have Lily with us. I'll get into introducing her in just a second. But those of you wondering where you landed, you're at Coffee Connections, which are conversations with nonprofit innovators here in the Atlanta area where we share their missions and chat about their current successes and challenges. Uh, today, we are joined by uh, Lily Pabian. Uh, Lily, if, uh, if you don't know, let me uh, pull up her bio for you and tell you a little bit about Lily. Lily is with We Love Bu High. That's um, Buford Highway for those that are inside the perimeter or maybe outside or confused. Um, she's the executive director uh, and she started with them uh, as executive director in 2019. Uh, when asked why she loves Buford Highway, her answer is very simple, because it was our family's first home as former development director for a local nonprofit serving individuals who are be who are blind or visually impaired. Lily understands the importance of impact and focuses on the relationships behind the experiences through her campaigns and programs. Uh, so I'm really excited to share about uh, all of what they're doing. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring Lily into the conversation. So with a big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, Lily. Hi. <laughs> thanks for having me, Seth. Yeah, thanks yeah. for joining us on a recommendation. I'm excited to talk with you. But before we get going, it's time for our coffee talk portion of Coffee Connections. Are you a coffee drinker? I am. <laughs> well, then what's the chance you got a coffee mug? Oh, she does. Let's take a look. Oh, that's a beautiful mug. Tell us about that mug. Is that Frida? So uh, this is Frida Kahlo, a Mexican yeah. artist. And um, I was introduced to her by my best friend, who is a Colombian gal here. She lives on off Buford Highway. And just introduced to, to her art and the culture, the Mexican culture, and um, just a fierce woman, you know. And I um, started calling myself the Asian Frida. <laughs> because I just loved everything about her. So I collect a lot of her things. And so people buy me coffee mugs. This is one of my favorites. Um, it just inspires me. Uh, yeah, well, Frida's an inspiration for sure. Uh, and if you have, if you don't know Frida, folks, go on Netflix. There's a great document. Well, I'm not talking about it. There's a great movie on her. Um, so definitely check that out. But we're here about Lily. Lily, you're a coffee drinker. You got a coffee mug. Do you like your coffee dark or light? I like it black. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, hot um, or cold? I just coffee. So I, I'm, you know, typically I have mine just plain. Okay. Hot or cold? Preference? Hot. And drip or French press, if you had the preference? Ooh, if I had the choice, French press. Right, but I don't. we're talking. You just do the drip. <laughs> <laughs> but I do use freshly ground uh coffee beans in the morning so okay. wonderful well hopefully you're caffeinated because it's time i'm going to hand over the mic to you please tell us all about we love bu high well first of all i want to uh applaud you for pronouncing it bu high it, it is for buford highway um and we started as an instagram account actually in 2015 um it was through the the vision and lens of marion lou our founder um, and in 2018, um, it became a bona fide uh, 501c3 nonprofit, charitable nonprofit. 
And we, our mission is, and our passion is to preserve the multicultural identity of the Buford Highway Corridor. And a lot of people ask, well, what's the Buford Highway Corridor? And so when we talk about it, it's an area um, just south or just inside the perimeter, um, but it includes three municipalities, um, Brookhaven, Chamblee, and Doraville. Uh, so it's about eight mile stretch. And um, we have four programs that we um, run to uh, meet our mission. Uh, it's under four categories. One is arts and culture, View High. Um, the other one is BizView High, talking about all the, the local businesses, the immigrant-owned businesses, um, and then StoryView High, which really is about um, the oral histories and the voices uh, behind the people of Buford Highway. And then the fourth one came out of COVID, and it was it was our pivot. Uh, you know, a lot of organizations, a lot of everybody is talking about pivoting, and um, ours was really to meet needs at the doorstep, and um, it's uh, all called Careview High, and our main focus is food insecurity. Wow, that's that's actually really amazing. So, what started as a celebration is actually turning into a, a community preservation. Celebration to preservation. Yeah, I mean preservation. You know, I grew up here. I tell a lot of folks my story, my personal story is like uh, we moved here in the late seventies. Um, and, you know, back then there really wasn't the diversity that we see today. Um, and it really came out of the, a huge, uh, development boom at that time, uh, particularly in Gwinnett, you know, we moved down here before Jimmy Carter was, you know, Jimmy Carter and, um, really spoke to the industrial, um, businesses, uh, certainly the, the General Motors, uh, was stationed in, um, was headquartered in Doorbell. And so a lot of job opportunities. And in addition, it was just such a central place in terms of getting to major highways. Um, and if you're doing import exporting business, being close to the airport is super key. Right. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, and then, of course, transportation, um, access to public transportation. Um, and so overall, it was the affordability. Um, you know, back then it was, it was really a, a blue collar, um, you know, uh, population. And so, um, and then slowly, you know, we, we moved um, to Norcross off of Buford Highway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we still, and I was, yeah, I grew up there. Um, but yeah, so this place is very near and dear to my heart. Um, it really helped me connect to my roots. Um, I'm Chinese. And, um, you know, my family was really involved in developing the Chinese Community Center way back. Um, it actually started in a warehouse in North Lake Mall and oh, wow. made its way wow. through a couple of churches. And actually, there's a church near Toco Hills. We were talking about Toco Hills. It's yeah. right off North Druid Hills. There's a church. That's where I learned Chinese. That's where we went to Chinese school. That was oh, kind wow. of like the humble beginnings cool. of how this community, you know, started. Um, and then the current cultural center, which is um, in Atlanta, Chinatown in Chambly. Um, that's where we, uh, you know, just put the, we, we, we rooted there. <laughs> and it was, you know, all about. Just sharing, you know, cultural experiences where we had a lot of variety shows. You know, my mom and I volunteered a lot. We weren't in the shows, but we were in the backstage helping out. <laughs> um, but it was cool. It was cool to like, I remember the first time I saw somebody reenact uh, a Chinese opera. I had never, I had never really, you know, heard Chinese opera or seen it. So it was really cool to grow up with things. And, and of course, the discovery of um, just, you know, through foods, you know. Um, oh, yeah. 
having our first bites of, of ethnic foods that my parents had eaten, you know, back in Taiwan and China, but they didn't know how to give that to me here. <laughs> so it was really, you know, as we, as I started getting into my teen years, it was just a way for us to really connect and learn about our heritage and, and really develop that pride around it. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, for those that never been to Atlanta, when you first step foot in Atlanta, you move here, you're visiting, Visiting. You have to go to you Buford Highway to because the, highway the food because is just unbelievable. The food is just unbelievable. And, um, and so and, um, there's a lot more so to it. There's a lot more to it. Are you getting a little bit of feedback? Getting a little bit of feedback. Are you good? No, I'm good. I'm going to take my headphones out, take then I won't hear it. <laughs> hear it. I tried to put mine on. It didn't work. I think I see what's going on. All right, we're good. All right, we're good. Let me... I'm going to... I apologize. I think I know what's going on here. I think I know what's going on. I'm going to... Try to turn that off and see if that does it better. All right. Don't right. know what's happening. Don't know what's we're happening. Play but we're going to play uh, So if you've, been, uh, so if you've never if been, been to Buford Highway, though, it's just highway, an though, amazing place. Amazing place. Uh, the restaurants uh, there are incredible there because they're authentic. But what you're saying is uh, not just the restaurants that are authentic, it's the culture. Talk more. Can you talk more about some of the programs that you've developed and how you've implemented How you've implemented it. Well, one of our, you know, the cornerstone, cornerstone uh, program was uh, two things. It was really our storytelling and and arts and design. Um, and and this is when uh, our, our former um, executive director, founder, Marion, um, that was her passion. You know, really, um, you know, in terms of urban development and how those things can impact. Um, you know, gentrification or or even speed it up. And so, and and what are the impacts? So um, we. I think the two in the early days, uh, the two um, famous uh, programs would be the Living Walls Atlanta collaboration. Living Walls Atlanta is also a nonprofit that does murals. Um, and we partnered with them. And what came out of it was I think, 10, 12 pieces of just beautiful murals that really represented uh, visually the people that live here, the, the homes of where people have migrated from. Um, and so, and even, you know, not even just the visual, they they all had really, really deep messages and that really does resonate um, to immigrants. And so I think those are just really important ways to make people, you know, say, hey, you know, this is a home and, and I feel um, a piece of myself here, right? Or that connection, right. the connection. The other piece of it is the storytelling, which is our oral history project. Um, and that is uh, a collaboration with Georgia State University. And we archive uh, stories, uh, the immigrant stories, people that have been connected to Buford Highway, whether they had lived here, whether they had, you know, was a business owner, however connection they, whatever connection they had, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it, it's a way to preserve those stories. Uh, well, it, it's a way to collect it. And they can decide if they want it to be published because <laughs> yeah. a lot of times when you're doing oral history, it's an interview. Right. And um, you want people to feel, you know, comfortable, you know, that after it's done, because a lot of times people are doing interviews and they may say things that perhaps they didn't you know, mean to say or perhaps. Really? People, do that? really people not. do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, well, I mean, the thing is, you have to understand, you know, we come from all multiculturals, multi-culturals, multi-backgrounds, but also a lot of uh, perspectives um, of trust, um, things that maybe we shouldn't talk about, or maybe we, you know, maybe I don't want 
known yet, you know? So it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's complex, you know, yeah. as humans are, right? So, um, but we really do pride ourselves. Um, our board of directors work really hard. I got two attorneys on there. <laughs> Um, but no, they really wanted us to keep that level of integrity um, intact so that our subjects can make that decision to the very end. You know, it's their story. So we want them to be really comfortable sharing it. But those are two big um, uh, programs. We are getting um, deeper um, in Bisbee High. We did a lot of gamification, just fun ways to um, to really promote the, the, the restaurants. Yeah, I think... Restaurants is certainly the lowest hanging fruit, so to speak, right? When people sure. think about Buford Highway, sure. it's like, oh, yeah, all the restaurants. And so what we aim to do is really, um, you know, have that initial engagement, right? But then, you mm -hmm. know, take those opportunities. We could draw them in a little deeper. And that's through our stories or our arts or, you know, um, and now our food initiatives. It's really to build the awareness of, of the communities that are here um, that don't just kind of go in and out as visitors come in to eat and leave. You know what I mean? So we right. have really, really right. deep uh, roots, deep connections. We have agencies as old as 30 years old. I actually think LAA is celebrating their 50th, the Latin American Association next year, I think. Okay. So you've got, and they're right on Buford Highway. They actually w went back to um, Buford Highway. I think they moved at some point. Um, but it just really speaks to the overall uh, resiliency I mean, when you think about Atlanta and how much it's changed and you and I, you've been here for what, 20 years and you've seen that change, you know, I've, I've been here, you know, since the late seventies and it is, um, it's fast moving. And I feel mm -hmm. like we are sort of in that mode from, you know, um, so we want to make sure yeah. it, it, that so we're hitting all the marks. So what, does your organization then your help, prevent, then help a, prevent a, a Bed Bath & Beyond come in and take over a shopping center? Over a shopping center? I wish we had that power. <laughs> no, but we are in the conversations. We absolutely uh, have a seat at the table. And that is, you know, this whole we love you high. It's a movement. It, it's this thing that I think really does, whether it's food, whether it's a community or church or a cultural center, whatever it is, we do feel sort of as protectors that um, people don't know to protect something if they don't know what that community really means right and we mm -hmm. have pockets of those mm -hmm. types of communities all over atlanta like sister cities right mm -hmm. um absolutely. and so i think it's we just think it's super important to keep raising awareness um, but absolutely we have seat at the tables with city folks county folks um and if anything else we just want to make sure that we are um speaking how we feel about this and 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 you know so yeah, to support and, the community, and, and we, we keep saying we, stuff about food, saying because stuff you, about but food, you do have the taste of you high coming up. Right? High coming up, right? Yeah, it actually kicked off on World Food Day, which was last Friday, um, and it, this is our way. We have twenty-seven participating restaurants. And this really is our way of, I talked about the, the Buhai shuffle before it was a gamification, and you would go around to different restaurants that were participating, and you would collect a card, like a card, right? And you build a deck of cards. <laughs> And so um, we're doing a little bit of a twist and it, it, it is a uh, we've combined storytelling in these because these restaurants, these owners, they're not just a dish. They're not just a, um, you know, a, a stereotype, right? A dumpling or a taco. They're so much deeper. They have family stories. They have family recipes that come with 
the experience. And, mm-hmm. and it's really, I think it really, it really makes, or I hope that when you are sitting down and eating and, and accompanying it as, as, as a storybook, a sort of a little bit deeper understanding of the owners and their background, I think it does give, give a deeper appreciation that it's not just, you know, a one and done, you know, food to go type of thing or whatever. So yeah. um, it's really cool. And it, there's a contest that's attached to it. So when folks get to sign up to play, they just have to show us a, pr- a proof of receipt. Um, and at five, they get, um, you know, a classic Buford Highway postcard um, and a sticker, a fan sticker. And then at the 10 level, I think there's other prizes, a gift card to Buford Highway um restaurant the ultimate prize that means mm-hmm. if you've done all 27 restaurants and you show us the proof of that we will put you in a drawing to have a personal tour of Buford highway from me <laughs> all right that's <laughs> and we will and and, and and i promise it will be fun because i love to talk um but i will give you um just a piece of how i grew up you know sort of the backstories of all the little nooks and crannies of of, of buford highway um and lunch of course will be on me <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome. so it's kind of so like a uh, it's kind of like a buford highway like a bingo, buford in a way. Highway bingo in a way hey, absolutely yeah it's a little it's a little that for sure um but we just kind of wanted to keep it instead of like diagonal or we don't want to have too many rules to it because this yeah. truly is um, our effort, our way to get our restaurants um, exposure during a time when these restaurants were really hit, um, particularly the Asian ones with sort of that, mm. the narrative of, the, you know, all of the prejudice that was happening at the beginning of this, this, this um, right. pandemic, you know, businesses were dropping as, as, you know, as, um, right. as intensely as 40% back in January. Um, and so you're seeing, you know, they pick themselves up, they pivot, they move, and then there's another dip, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that dip, you know, whatever the reasoning is, um, you know, it's not over yet. So we, we still are trying to just help them work through this the best we can. But as silly as it sounds, but people were really, people bought into it, but got afraid of going to Chinese restaurants because of a Chinese virus. Absolutely. And rhetoric like that, that's awful. That's really awful. That's really awful. Yeah. I mean, I had don't. I I just remember seeing, you know, Chinese New Year or the Lunar Festival at the end of January. That's when yeah. it took place this year. Yeah. And usually, like, you go in there, and every single year it just got bigger and bigger. And it would be like a New York subway, like you're just tight, you know, squeezing through or whatever. And this year, it really did drop. It was a visual drop, and it was just that to me really kind of hit me like, oh. And then from there. I remember that Monday, right following it, I started, you know, walking along and just going to restaurant, restaurant, just talking to people. And they said, yeah, their businesses had been impacted in a way. And at that time, there was no shelter in place. We're talking February, right? right End right. of January, right, February. Right. So um, I believe it was truly the, the national narrative that was going on at the time. And, I, and it still goes on. I mean, we have we have restaurant owners being at that time, you know, being picked on and called, you know, are you serving that soup? Um, you know, I mean, just just really just nasty stuff, you know, and that's what you had to go to work to and run your business. Um, and so now we're seeing a little bit of people, you know, giving a hard time for wearing masks. Yeah. Do I really need to wear a mask? Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> 
if there's a sign, you probably should. It's their restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. see, I, I, I mean, I witness that, you know, and you see those sort of, you know, um, and certainly the business owners, they, they're professional and they want to be friendly. Um, but there are some businesses that are standing up and voicing say, no, we are not going to serve you. We're trying to be careful for everybody right now. And, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to continue to do so. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, so, um, oh, and I forgot to tell you. So, so the restaurant there was no charge for the restaurants to participate. Again, we really want to promote the ones that you know who who said sure. All I asked was a little bit of an interview and, and chatting or whatever. Um, but all the the uh, we also had tied this to a membership. Um, okay. What we have okay. in terms of fundraising is we have membership levels to show your support and love for Buford Highway. Uh, this is the first one that really talks about the food, and we call it the Taste of Buhai member. Uh, it's fifty dollars a year. It's annual. It's an annual subscription uh, for the first year. This this sort of the inaugural. Uh, it is a limited time membership, but you get this really cool. Uh, we love Buhai mask made by Sock Fancy, and uh, you get that as part of your swag. And all of the, and all of those um, proceeds will go back into the programs and certainly meeting the essential needs of community. Oh, that's great! Oh, that's great! Yeah. yeah. With the talk With more the, about the feeding families. I'm going to pop this up here. Yes. So we are also, you know, we talk about Buford Highway. We talk about our businesses. Um, you know, this one particularly is 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 for restaurants. The other big piece of Buford Highway uh, is our residents, our families, people that live here. Um, and so at the our pivot at the early uh, part of this, you know, was that people were really not inter- interested in, in listening to stories, but people were really interested in, in helping people survive through basic needs. Uh, food is just the big, you know, as I said, it's the lowest hanging fruit, right? It's very, it's critical. And back in March, we started hearing, uh, we have a, a sister organization called Los Vecinos de Buford Highway, and I'll be bringing them back up later on. Um, but we worked really closely together. Uh, we're both small um, organizations. Um, and we no- saw that there was um a lot of children that were not getting food. Now, a lot of the kids in this area are uh, students of Title I schools. So with Title I schools, um, you know, you have 40% or more of your students on free and reduced lunch, and you get federal funding for that. That makes right. you a Title I school, right? <laughs> or you, you, you fall into that category. When you get those funds, you know, part of that accountability is making sure that these kids get the meals that they have applied for or need and um, it's usually two meals a day, breakfast and um, lunch. Um, I, I was a kid of, um, you know, free reduced lunch. So I understand like the need, you know, um, when March happened and all the schools shut down, mm-hmm. this, the food stopped. And because typically they don't, you know, in a normal non-2020 um, school programs, meals, they usually um, will, will disconnect during like breaks and things like that. But yeah. They always kept going in the summer months, right? So they take certain pauses. So March, it was a little bit of a conundrum, I think. I think that everyone was kind of like, what do we do? What, what do we consider this as? Is this a small break? Is this, you know, what's going on? Um, the cab, you know, rebuilt, of course, their 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 food um, distribution. And, and they did have buses out um, where you could go collect, you know, your meals. Um, the problem is, and what we found, is there was a lot of, communities that were easily two to three miles away from that mm. 
that meat that that food site right so um and you have parents who are on the front lines you know and who didn't have really didn't have sort of the luxury of shelter in place they still had to go to work so you had kids at home and you know they're not gonna let their kids walk two miles and you guys know Mm -hmm. before highway there's not it's pedestrian but there's really not the sidewalk support that they will really need there right so um yeah, so we. I remember the day I got a call and, and actually connected with my old violin teacher through Los Pacino. She she turned out to be a this, this fierce woman as usual, uh, Mrs. Alzaga. She's like Lily. Let's let's I, you know let's get together. I said, how can I help? So we go to Sequoia Middle School, and our job for that she gave me a map. She did all the work. She laid it out, and she's like, all right, you've got like 800 kids under your watch. So my job was to go there and pick up 800 bags, and go back and drop it off these um, neighborhoods Uh and we stood in line um and they ran out of food not only did they run out of food for us it was there were people still coming in lines you know and so it was just a really scary time like the feeling of like those were just basic essentials right so it just hit me hard and and so i shared that story with my board and it kind of just you know, you, you talk about it, you know, that's why stories just truly matter. Right. And so mm-hmm. stories and stats. And then it kind of started, you know, our, one of my board members is the executive director of the giving kitchen, Ryan, he connected us to a local chef, chef, Eugene, uh, chef Linton, um, of Eugene kitchen and, uh, amazing, amazing group of people. And, um, he was like, you know what, we're going to figure out a way how to feed them feed our communities, be with highway. So we did a prototype community and we started it in April. Easter weekend was the launch. From Easter to July, um, through partners with Eugene Kitchen, uh, World Central Kitchen, um, and a little bit of the Lee's initiative in the early stages, and of course the Giving Kitchen, um, and community and cities. We all got together. Los Vecinos to Beaufort Highway was a big piece of it because they were sort of the ambassadors that had that trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with people who, who really needed food. And so we uh, delivered, well, they, they cooked and delivered 52,000 meals from that time, impacting about 15,000 families. And we also partnered with the Latino Community Fund of Georgia. They also, st- you know, everyone was sort of seeing that this there's a need here. Mm-hmm. And so they ran a series called Day of Action. Uh, and it was their summer series of giving. Um, and so once a month, um, I think it was starting in June, July, and August. Um, we partnered with them to, to give food, and, and we even worked with the Mexican consulate and um, in the city of Doraville as well. Um, and then we kind of rounded it all off in uh, September with the city of Brookhaven and Latin American Association, um, and doing doing our sort of um, uh, giving in, in, in the fall. So our feeding families campaign is just speaks to we know the need is there, we know the crisis is there. Now we got to look at the relief. What does that relief look like, right? Um, when we think about um, the CDC's moratorium of not evicting people because of of a, of a, of a health scare, pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, what it doesn't what it doesn't have the ability to do is freeze the rent, right? So even though they can't kick you out or evict you, you still owe. Your money is still, you know, it's it's sort of um, pile, the debt is piling on. So in that moratorium ends at the end of this year right so we are expecting a lot of evictions we are expecting a lot of people to be you know stuck with not being able to pay 
for utilities. And that always dominoes down to food as well, right? And we're talking families with children and um, it's and, and elders, you know? And so when we started, my board and I, we started really talking about this. We really, really wanted to have something that was consistent um, on the highway where we can, you know, and we're starting off with once a month. We're trying to raise $150,000 where we're doing this once a month. Um, but we feel like I'm partnering with other, other food sources like local grocers, um, and, and the common market. We're working out with them as well, um, to give them the fresh, um, produce boxes. Cause those to us really are the game changers. You know, we, we're, we, we have constituents and populations that love to cook. We, we, food's a big piece of, us right well, that's, so that's, a, that's a really food. interesting thing though that's that's, thing, that's a really interesting that's point though the community knows how to cook even the kids i would imagine the kids, imagine the kids, the young kids, know, how the young kids know how to cook well and they know what they want you know so we're really wanting this to be a culturally centric program in terms of uh, when we're curating uh, the, the boxes the grocery boxes um but our goal is 500 families a month um, we are partnering with the Mexican Mexican consulate in the next one in November. Um, that is sort of our first one, but um, we are in a campaign mode right now. We are definitely um, raising funds because we want this to be at least a a one full year, twelve month commitment uh, to supporting our families. Well, one is Who amazing what be, you're doing. There's going to be a back. Sorry. No, say go. Ahead. No, say go. Ahead. Well, there's going to be a backlash, I think. And, yeah. you know, I think everybody wants to kiss 2020 goodbye. But I do think that that first quarter, we're going to see a, a lot of impact, um, if not sooner. Right. right. So um, right. we just want to be ready to support yeah. them the best way that we can. Well, that, that's that's really well, that, smart. That's, that's so you really have smart. to look ahead. So you, you have, have to, to look be, ahead. You have to be you have to be looking at this because at the, the situation is going to unfold. And if we just look at what's happening now, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So I commend you for that. What I'm curious, though, where are you getting all the funding? How are you doing the funding? What's your funding source? Is it just working with foundations? Is it working with direct donations? What's your soup there? What's your soup there? It's a mix. It's all the above. Definitely corporations, definitely um, foundations, grants, co co uh, COVID relief um, allocations. There, um, there's there's money on the table there for sure, and um, we have we have all all hands all outreach um, on the table to get as much support as we can um, to really really make a difference um, for our families. That's that's great. And, and folks, you can actually and, and make folks, a donation right there. We love Buhai.org. And you can find out all about the programs they've got coming up. Their website's full of information, so please do check it out. And, you know, after, and then we do talk about the future. We do talk about that turn, right? And the things things that we're excited about, things that we, um, you know, we want to play a bigger piece in local art. We really want to work with our children and our schools and our, and sort of the leaders of the community to really highlight what we have here, the richness of it. Um, and, and so those are, on, and I can't share too much because um, we, I like to surprise people. So that those are tidbits that are coming in November. Um, and then, of course, we've always wanted to do a night market um, down the road and, and really have a consistent um, marketplace, you know, for, mm -hmm. for our uh, local uh, mom and pops. Um, but my biggest dream, uh, because everyone has to.
have the magic wand or whatever. Um, one day we'd love to have a museum type of uh, brick and mortar place, but really more mm -hmm. of a community center um, yeah. where their stories, our stories can be shared so that people can come and, and really, you know, get to know. Um, certainly not a tourist spot, but certainly a place yeah. to get educated mm -hmm. and a starting point, you know, well, you where know, our you know, local business. You know, you know where you need yeah. to see that is the Georgia, the, what's it, the, what's it, the, the history museum. History you know what I'm museum. talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Then Atlanta, the, yeah, we actually have, yeah, we've, we were actually in the works of having some discussions and prior to COVID and um, a lot of conversations were a little bit paused because again, you know, you want to meet the immediate needs. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, we, I I, we're in this for the long game, we're for the, for the long haul. <laughs> Yeah. However, however more years ahead, right? Um, yeah, so I'd love to, you know, the, Buford Highway's been around for about 40 years, and I'd love to see 40 more years if I make it that, that long. That, absolutely. <laughs> so morbid. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, well, it's the time. Listen, you know, it's the time. Kind of... um, well, um, wow, okay. So, yeah, we okay, could, so there's a lot we could talk about, but we're just running a little bit of time here. So, we're going to close things out. Is there anything else you want to mention or share with everyone? Follow us. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We love you. Hi. Um, we're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Reach out. Um, we're always looking for volunteers, particularly with our food distri distribution. Um, we need people to help us assemble and distribute. And I have to tell you, it is the, it, it's just a beautiful, uh, we put a lot of these events together and there is a real tight community feel, like you recognize people, people recognize you and, and relationships are being built um, and or even getting tighter, right? So I think it's it's just a great way if, if you have the inkling to, to wanna volunteer or you know, reach out, we'll definitely um, keep you in the loop. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, then again, folks, uh, then again, we love uhi.org. Um, before we close, um, before though, Lily, we ask all my guests to go ahead and recommend another guest for a future episode. Is there anyone you'd like to recommend? Can I recommend, can I recommend two? Sure. Sure. Okay. The first one is um, Marco Palmo for, for Los Vecinos, Dave Buford Highway. Um, they are just such an awesome organization with just amazing, amazing people, and I love them. And so I, I really want you to talk to Marco. Um, the other one is Deanna Parker, and she is the executive uh, director for Athena's Warehouse. And that is an organization empowering and inspiring teen girls of Atlanta. And um, I just think that those are just two awesome, awesome organizations in the, in a grassroots level that can really raise awareness on a lot of things. Awesome. I look forward awesome. to talking, I look with, forward both. To talking perfect. with both. Thank you so perfect. much. And I really so enjoyed talking really with you. Thanks for all the work you're doing. I really enjoyed learning about that there's more than restaurants at Buford Highway. And what you're doing with feeding the families is so important. Thanks for thinking ahead in the future. Thanks for having me so much. Thanks so much for your time. I'm sorry about the little audio stuff. That's all right. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully this yeah, echoes just me and, and no one else hears it. No one else hears it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much. All right. Bye, everyone. We'll, right. see, Bye, you everyone. Next, we'll uh, see you next. We'll see you uh, Thursday.